The National Football League has set their 2021 salary cap for all of their NFL teams. And while some teams are enjoying an inflated salary cap number due to 2020 rollover, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually starting half a million dollars in the hole as they get set to defend their 2020 Super Bowl 55 championship. All that and more here coming up on the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Bucks Nation to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I am your host for today's episode, David Harrison. James Yarko has tonight off. Find James on Twitter anyway at jarko underscore bucks. Find me at dharrison82. Find the show at Locked On Bucks and then find everything we are writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation over at BucksNation.com, on Twitter, at Bucks underscore Nation. On today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about the new 2021 NFL salary cap number that has been set, what it means for other players, how the impact or the impact of Chris Godwin's franchise tag on that salary cap number, and we're going to wrap things up with some compensatory news as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have found out where their compensatory pick is going to sit. We're going to kick everything off, though, guys, with that salary cap. And on Wednesday morning, the NFL announcing and advising teams that the salary cap number for the 2021 league year gets getting set to begin next week has been set at $182.5 million. Now, earlier, before all of this came out, the NFL also established and finalized their club adjustments and carryovers for the 2021 season. And according to Field Yates, there are some competing numbers out there, some conflicting reports, but I'm going to use Field Yates' numbers and his report, and he has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in at negative $448,892. And of course, that means the Tampa Bay Buccaneers salary cap number for 2021 actually will sit closer to $182 million flat. They will not get that 0.5. Meanwhile, other teams like the Cleveland Browns have reportedly almost $30 million in rollover from the previous season. So that $180 million actually turns into closer to $210 million. Again, that report coming from Field Yates on Twitter. And of course, with the solidifying of the franchise salary cap numbers, we also get the solidifying of franchise tag numbers. And we now know that Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin's franchise tag we all estimated it was going to come in around 16 million dollars and we were correct it's going to cost the tampa bay buccaneers 15.983 million dollars on the 2021 salary cap and that will carry until the tampa bay buccaneers agree to a long-term deal with chris godwin they have until july 15th to do so so as they enter free agency next week unless they strike a deal between now and free agency that 16 million dollars or close to it anyway will count against this year's salary cap and that's what the buccaneers are going to have to, to negotiate with their existing free agents along with any other free agents they might want to bring in outside from outside of the franchise speaking of which speaking of free agents shaquille barrett as soon as the news dropped that levante david was signing a new two-year deal with some voidable years tacked onto it to make the salary cap hit a little bit lower and as soon as the news hit that Chris Godwin was getting the franchise tag, all eyes turned on Shaquille Barrett. If you guys have been listening to this uh, this show, you know that James and I, uh, we basically believe that Indomitian Sue is really the next most important free agent. But 
Shaquille Barrett definitely has the bigger name in today's National Football League. We get it. Sacks are sexier. We understand. We don't blame anybody for it necessarily. So Shaq Barrett is the uh, the Buccaneers free agent that most of these most fans and even media people are turning their eyes towards. And good news on that front, as the Buccaneers have reportedly been in contract conversations with Shaquille Barrett and his people, according to SI.com's Albert Breer, both the Buccaneers and Shaquille Barrett have entered talks that would keep Shaquille Barrett in pewter and red for quite some time. His tweets said, quote, having tagged wide receiver Chris Godwin, I'm told the Bucs have begun discussions in earnest on a long-term deal with Shaq Barrett, one of the stars of Super Bowl 55 and a crucial edge rusher in Todd Bowles' defense. Barrett won't come cheap, but Tampa's working on keeping him. End quote. Of course, you all remember shortly after the Super Bowl, Super Bowl parades, all that stuff, Shaq Barrett saying he wanted to stay head coach Bruce Arians saying he ain't going nowhere. But then shortly afterwards, some talks, some other talks talking about he wants to stay, but he also wants to get paid. It might be time for him to break the bank. Started to surface, and you can just kind of assume, you don't have any confirmation, but you can just kind of assume pretty safely that the agent probably got a hold of him and said, yo, Shaq, do me a favor. Stop telling everybody you're coming back because we need to make you some money. Let me do my job. Let me do my thing. So you assume the two sides are talking. Good news that they're having the conversation. Good news that leaders on the team, such as Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Levante David, have already taken less money or agreed to move money around, do things that are friendly for the team to try to bring the band back, as they like to say, for a second run at a Super Bowl title in Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Let's see if they can get that whole thing done. They've got less than a week to do it before Shaq Barrett hits open waters. So keep your eyes open, keep your ears peeled, as we all will be, for news on Shaquille Barrett. And that right there, guys, is going to take us into our first break. And our first break of today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, who reminds you that as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers try to save some money, you should be saving money as well. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like Super Bowl swag, season ticket deposits, or beer at the game, if you like to drink beer at football games. And if you are able to go to those football games, why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership when you can go to rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing price points based on what the market will bear. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. When you go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car and truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar Madness. Guys, we've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now, and Built Bar is still amazing. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar covered in 100% chocolate on all of their bars. And now it's time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It's time for Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup pits caramel brownie versus cherry barcia and guys i'm not a big cherry fan i'm not a fan of all things cherry flavored but i'll tell you what cherry barcia is a good bar even coming from someone who is not a fan of cherry flavored items however caramel brownie is still caramel brownie for a reason and it takes my nod here in that first matchup in the second matchup we've got lemon almond cheesecake versus carrot cake with walnuts and if you know me you know that lemon is one of my favorite flavors of all times but that carrot cake with walnuts brings some heat guys so i'm giving carrot cake with walnuts the nod also with caramel brownie unfortunately cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake falling 
just short. So those are my picks to make your picks. Head to BuiltBar.com or head over to Built underscore Bar on Twitter. And remember, when you're at BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON20 and you'll get 20% off of your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON20. You get 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become, which bar will become the best tasting protein bar of them all. Betting on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. Moving right along, guys, into segment two of today's episode of Locked On Bucks podcast. We're talking salary cap numbers. And to do so, we're heading over to overthecap.com. So if you want to join me along in this exercise as we go through the Buccaneer salary cap situation, by all means, head over to overthecap.com and help me out here or follow along. And then, of course, if I miss anything, by all means, please call me out on Twitter. Let me know where I went wrong if I did. And they're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, because this is the Locked on Bucks podcast. And looking at over the cap, and they've got $182.5 million dollars on the base salary cap number, uh, they've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now listed as one of eight teams who are going to be starting the new league year in the red. They have the Buccaneers listed at $5.539 million over the 2021 salary cap. Again, remember, guys, the Buccaneers don't actually get the $185.5 million because of the $400,000 and other bonuses that James chronicled earlier in the season performance-based incentives and accelerations uh, that did count against Tampa Bay Buccaneers moving into the next year's salary cap. Joining the Buccaneers in the red reportedly again from over the cap are the Green Bay Packers, followed by the Atlanta Falcons, the Chicago Bears, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles, and the New Orleans Saints and the Los Angeles Rams at the bottom there with a negative $33.136 million on their 2021 ledger. Interesting that three of the NFC South teams are, uh, are reportedly, according to Over the Cap, starting this new league year, uh, pending any future moves, of course, in the red. The Carolina Panthers leading the way in the division anyway in salary cap room with $24 million, just below the Cleveland Browns with 24.8 and just above the San Francisco 49ers sitting at 23.9. The Jacksonville Jaguars, number one pick in the overall or number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, also leading the way number one overall with cap space with $73.669 million, again, according to overthecap.com. But let's dive deeper into this number, guys. Let's dive deeper into what this means. And if you're out there panicking, please do not panic because the salary cap, it just happens, just so happens to be Mike Greenberg's specialty there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jason Light and him have done an amazing job over the years in managing this number, and they're going to continue to do so. So let's start Let's start putting some work in here on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers salary cap as laymen, as amateurs, and let's see what we can come up with as we look at the 2021 NFL season for the Buccaneers. So first of all, starting with that negative $5.5 million in salary cap room, we're going to call it negative 5.6. We'll round up. Uh, a little bit here and then we're going to start with wide receiver mike evans who has already told the team that they need to move some money around on his contract to make things a little bit lighter on the salary cap in 2021 to facilitate bringing some of these guys back they're going to go ahead and do so mike evans is due 12.25 million dollars in 2021 he already carries a 4.387.5 prorated bonus on this season's number so that's not going to go anywhere leaving him currently with a 16.637 and a half million dollar 
cap hit on the 2021 NFL season. Now, just like we had this conversation last time, guys, I'm pretty sure that even if they prorate and turn all that base salary into bonus money, Mike still has to have a base salary at the league minimum, which I believe for a player in the seventh year is a little over a million dollars. We're going to call it 1.5 just to have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, actually, you know what? we'll even call it $2 million just to be safe. So if you take all but $2 million of Mike Evans' base salary, convert it into bonuses, you're saving yourself about $10 million. That prorated bonus gets added to it, so you're looking at 6.3. We'll call it 6.5 uh, right off the bat there. So if you take $6.5 million off of Mike Evans' contract, then you're saving yourself about $10 million. So we'll add $10 million to that negative $5 million salary cap number, and boom, just like that with a move that we already know the Buccaneers can do if they choose to do so. The Buccaneers are back in the green, $4.4 million on the positive side of the salary cap. However, Shaq Barrett is not going to sign for $4 million, and even if he does, you still have draft picks you got to sign. So we're not quite done yet. You also look at it, guys, there have been reports already that the Buccaneers and Tom Brady, quarterback Tom Brady, are in talks for a new deal, a potential extension if they do that. They could take the $25 million that Tom Brady is due in 2021, $15 million of that coming in base salary, $10 million of that coming on roster bonus, and they could feasibly potentially move all of it. Again, I'm pretty sure they have to pay him the league minimum, so you, you can move pretty much all of that but the league minimum. I don't know what that is right off the top of my head, but we're going to call it about $2, 3000000 million. What we do know is that the NFL minimum in 2020 for a player with seven-plus credited seasons was just over a million dollars. So we'll go with that number again. We'll call it $2 million, just, again, just for argument's sake and to be a little bit safe on our projections and our numbers. So let's say the Buccaneers have to pay Tom Brady at least $2 million in base salary this coming league year. They turn the rest of that into prorated bonus. Let's call that that's $23 million that they're going to take off of the salary cap number for 2021. That is a huge saving. So you add $23 million to that $4 million that we just had. And now you've got $27 million in cap space for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we've only gone through two players. Now let's look at another option. Let's look at left tackle Donovan Smith. If they go ahead and they adjust or they re-sign Donovan Smith, according again to over the cap, when you look at Donovan Smith and his valuation, they have Donovan valuated about $7.5 million per year. His current contract is paying about 13.75. A little bit of inflation for the fact that he plays left tackle. So I think you're probably looking right around the same number. You're probably looking at about $12 million on average per year. However, again, you're going to push some of that money down the road. And I don't know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers want to push all $14.25 million that Donovan Smith is owed this year. But let's just say they move half of it, right? Let's call it $7 million. Let's say they move $7 million in bonuses down the road on a new contract, extend them for a couple years at around, you know, 11 to $12 million per year on average, probably a little bit less up front, a little bit more in the back. Then you're looking at about $34 million. You also have Ryan Jensen. And let's be honest here, guys, Ryan Jensen set to make $10 million against the salary cap this year. Do you think Tom Brady wants to come back for a third year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and have a brand new center snapping him the ball after he spends all this time? He spent all this time this offseason during the season. And yeah, Ryan wasn't perfect 100% of the time, but he and Tom did a lot of work working on their relationship. Do you really think Tom wants to have a new center to break in, teach all of his nuances and all that stuff moving into the 2023 season or the 2022 season rather i don't think he does so let's say you extend ryan jensen he's currently set to make 10 million dollars ryan jensen's current contract has him earning on average per year ten and a half million dollars over the cap values him at 4.3 i don't know if i like over the cap valuations to be quite honest they're not completely realistic so i think you're looking probably 
somewhere around the eight, eight million, let's call it $8 million, right? You're probably looking at about $8 million per year on average. Uh, and then you and then north of $10 million at the, at the highest point in a new contract for Ryan Jensen. So let's say, and let's say they take half that money from this year, again, push it down the road in future bonuses uh, to be paid out or bonuses be paid out for future salary cap hits. So let's say you save another four and a half million dollars by re-signing Ryan Jensen to a new deal. Add that four and a half. Now you're at 38.5 million dollars. And for those guys alone, when you look at Shaquille Barrett and you look at what he's expecting to get over the cap again, has that valuation at $14.625 million. I'm thinking Shaq's probably looking more for like $16 million. So if they give him that, if you give him $16 million, we'll call it $18 million just to be safe. Let's say the Buccaneers pay Shaquille Barrett $18 million on average for one. You don't even have to pay him all of that this year. You don't have to pay him a flat $18 million in 2021, as you saw with the Levante David contract only hitting for a little over $3 million against the salary cap this year. There are ways to finesse that money, move it down the road and not pay them all, all of it all at once. But if they do, let's say they pay Shaq Bear $18 million in 2021 against salary cap, that now knocks them down to $20.5 million. You still got Rob Gronkowski. Let's call that another $8 million that you're going to lose on the salary cap. And then you got Indomitian Sue. Let's call that another $6 million on the salary cap and now you're back down to six and a half million dollars in salary cap room and Dominican Sue is back Shaquille Barrett is back Levante David is back Chris Godwin is back Rob Gronkowski is back and if you really need to save some money guys we've already talked about it on this show we've already talked about it in, in depth it's been talked about on social media as well as early as Wednesday I saw people talking about this conversation OJ Howard is due $6.013 million against salary cap, no dead money. Cam Brate is owed $6.5 million against salary cap, no dead money. If you bring Rob Gronkowski back, potentially Cam Brate or OJ Howard could become an expendable person. Or you could always go through, extend William Golston, who's set to earn $5.5 million, kick $2.5, million of that down the road. You're back up to the $9 million, $10 million range just in time for the NFL draft, just in time to reload your Super Bowl roster for another run of the playoffs, Super Bowl 56. So you're welcome. Jason Light, Mike Greenberg, you're welcome. I did the work for you. Now you just got to do all the paperwork, get it signed, sealed, delivered to the NFLPA, to the National Football League for approval. Send me my gratitude check in the mail. You know the address. Go ahead and send it over. That's going to wrap up this segment of the Locked on Bucks podcast here on Thursday. And we are brought to you in part by our friends over at betonline.ag who are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports actions. Whether you want to bet on the NBA, college basketball, NHL, Major League Baseball, whatever you want to bet on, even awards, TV shows, reality TV, betonline.ag has real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive 50% on your welcome bonus in your first deposit by using the promo code locked on against again that's the promo code locked on to get a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag betonline your online sportsbook experts thursdays on locked on nfl are a must listen as ryan tracy and jake let break down teams across the, across the nfl from an analytics and team building perspective get the expert analysis on your favorite teams from ryan and jake every thursday Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get podcasts. Back now to wrap up this Thursday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. I am David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82. My normal co-host James Jarko is off for today's episode. Find him over on Twitter anyway at jarko underscore bucks. Find the show at Locked On 
Bucks on Twitter again. And we're going to wrap up today's episode, guys, by talking about compensatory draft picks because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were awarded one on Wednesday by the National Football League, giving the Tampa Bay Buccaneers an extra six-round draft pick. Using their formula of qualifying players, the Buccaneers basically were recouped because they lost defensive lineman Bo Allen, Carl Nassib, and wide receiver Brashad Perryman in 2020's free agent period and only signed Tom Brady. I say only, and I even wrote on the column for BucksNation.com, this might be the only time the word just is used in conjunction with Tom Brady's name. Not only did the Buccaneers get the greatest quarterback of all time, they got a Super Bowl championship out of it, and now the NFL is rewarding them again with a six-round pick. That pick will be number 217 uh, following the and it will be the first compensatory pick of the sixth round uh, the Baltimore Ravens getting the last compensatory pick before that pick number 184 at the back end of the fifth round and then the New Orleans Saints got the very next pick at 218 followed by the Atlanta Falcons at 219 so an NFC South heavy top of the sixth round for compensatory picks no seventh round draft picks were given as compensatory picks this year so as Greg Allman pointed out on Twitter at least for now Pending any moves, uh, you know, in the future, and then of course during draft weekend or draft week, the Buccaneers will have the final pick of the 2021 NFL Draft and draft Mister Irrelevant, who could go on to be a, a Super Bowl champion if everything works out properly. And I and I thought that uh, a good way to celebrate this news today, guys, would be to go through and look a little bit of history with the 217th overall pick and see if we could spot a diamond in the rough that was picked with that selection uh, in last year's draft in the 2020 NFL draft the 217th pick belonged overall belongs to the San Francisco 49ers which they used to select wide receiver Jawan Jennings out of Tennessee and, and some of you guys will recognize that name because he is a guy that was talked about in our Tampa Bay Buccaneers draft profile series um, uh, as potentially being a guy that could land with the Buccaneers of course they end up taking Tyler Johnson in the fifth round which pretty much cut all possibilities of Jawan Jennings landing in Tampa. Uh, the buck or the the rookie was signed to a four-year, three point four one million dollar contract in June following the NFL draft, but then was subsequently cut in September. Uh, added to the practice squad at a certain time, and then in January, the San Francisco 49ers actually signed Jawan Jennings to a futures reserve contract, so he'll be returning at least for the, this year's training camp to see if he can land on the active roster, get one more shot at cracking that. Going back down to 2019, the 217th pick overall belonged in that year's draft to the Minnesota Vikings, and they used it to select cornerback Chris Boyd out of Texas. And he did go on to play in 16 games, but it looks like it was pretty much all special teams, end up with 22 tackles. In 2020, however, the 24-year-old cornerback did start five games for the Minnesota Vikings. So interestingly enough, getting some play time at least out of the 217th pick. Again, going back to the 2019 NFL draft, moving back yet another year in the 2018 NFL draft, the 217th overall pick belonged to the Denver Broncos in the end of the sixth round, and they used it to draft linebacker Keyshawn Beria. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. He played in Washington, and uh, again, he played... 16 games for the Denver Broncos, I'm assuming, on special teams. And then in 2019, ended up playing for the Denver Broncos and the Arizona Cardinals. Has no stats for the 2020 NFL season. So not a hit at pick 217 in 2018. We'll do two more years and see if we can find a diamond in the rough, guys. Going back to 2017, the Tennessee Titans owned that pick again near the end of the sixth round, and they selected offensive linemen. Corey Levin. Corey Levin ended up playing in 16 games. Did start one in 2018 for the Tennessee Titans. Nothing since, however, from Mr. Levin or Levine, depending on how you pronounce that name. 
Going back 2016, this will be five drafts ago. The 217th pick belongs to the Dallas Cowboys. Again, a six-round pick, and they use it to select tight end Rico Gathers out of Baylor, who went on to play in 2018, played 15 games, started four, did have 45 yards and received did have 45 yards on three receptions. So that is a five-year look at pick number 217. Again, the Buccaneers awarded the 217th pick overall in the sixth round for their losses in the 2020 free agent period. And that is how we're going to wrap up today's episode. I don't know, guys. I really wanted to see what the history of the 217th pick was, and I was really hoping to give you guys a really juicy name, but it just didn't happen, at least not yet. We'll see who the Buccaneers pick with the 217th pick. If they use it at all, maybe they'll trade it. Maybe they package it. Uh, somewhere move up move down who knows Jason Light has already been on record saying multiple times that he enjoys trading during the NFL draft before the NFL draft one of his favorite parts about being a general manager so you never know what he's going to do maybe he'll do something good with it we will see until then James and I will be back on Friday to wrap up this week's episode we will get some more answers to our question of the week if you haven't gotten in your answer yet go ahead and let us know that answer or that question is if there were any free agent, forget the salary cap, if there were any free agent available on the market, and now we've got salary tags or franchise tags in the book, so you know who actually is available, who's not available. Any free agent available out there, again, throw the salary cap away for just one day. Any free agent out there that's open, available on the open market, who would you bring in to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if you could? Let us know that answer. Either hit us up on Twitter at LockedOnBucks or, on, or via email locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com or if you want to do it the old-fashioned way call and leave us a voicemail you can do so by dialing in 813-444-5841 until we speak again guys if you're out about please be safe be kind to one another wash your hands trey lance is not in the Jackson. jackson thank you so much for being right here at locked on bucks